This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, welcome. Hour number three, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Cannon Berthed, what's going on, sir? Yeah, hey there, John. You know, I was thinking, I'm a little bit older than you. And so I, one of the things, you know, we keep saying, like, the smart people are going to rise up and they're going to vote right and everything. But I, I want to point out to people that some of these smart people are the ones that when I was little in elementary school and was taught that the Russians were going to send an atomic bomb and blow my school up, right. that all I needed to do was crawl under my desk and put my hands over my neck and I was going to be fine. Yep. And you know, something that they all, you know, it's like, what do they all have, Alzheimer's or something? <laughs> because when I was little, the same age, so this is preteen. We were all constantly told in school and our hit and our uh, science books how we were headed into an ice age. Yep. And so get this. That's this right. is true. Remember, I'm older than you. We were to go buy toasters yep. so we could warm the earth. So I think if those people were stupid enough to believe that, how about let's tell them all we're going to throw our toasters away and then it'll all be over. It's funny, Ken, and everything you just said. It's funny how things will vacillate from one thing to there. I remember that that you know I, you are a little older than me, but I remember the same thing in school. You know, the ice age is coming. You know, it's the end of the world. Blah blah blah. I, I mean, Ken, it seems like every time you turn around, you know, first it was going to be you know the nukes that were going to get us, and then it was the ice age it was going to get us, and now it's global warming. I mean, ultimately, again, Ken, as I said earlier, this is just about how do you control the populace? How do you how do you beat fear into them, by the way, and then make them respond to that same fear? And that's where we're at. I think also, can we add a little something to it? Because sure. there's a financial aspect of sure. it we see without Gore. But how about let's look at Freon. You know, Freon was coming to an end yep. where they weren't going to have the patent anymore. Yep. So all of it, it, it was not dangerous nope. until the patent was running. That's now, right. Then it became dangerous. Yeah, and, and the truth be told, and I've talked about this on Drive Radio, Ken, truth be told about Free on the original R12 that DuPont, you're right, the patent ran out. They they were the ones, by the way, that lobbied for all the law changes and so on and came up with this whole hole in the ozone and Freon was causing it and this, that, and the other. The reality is Freon doesn't move more than about three or four feet off the ground, and I may be exaggerating, might even be less than that, but at the end of the day, Ken, there's no way Freon was going up in the sky. So at the end of the day, yes, that was one big, huge financial ploy by DuPont. But if you put your hands over your neck and crawled under your desk, it wasn't going to get you anywhere. I can. Again, you know, we, we talk about even, you know, earlier talking about socialism and, you know, transit and the density and this, that, and the other. I mean, all of it, all of it is to do nothing more than just control the populace, period. That's all this is about. You know, all the way back to, you know, you're calling in earlier, and I know you sent me the article. I'll do my best to play that, you know, talking about the yellow lights and the timing of and so on. All of that, the cameras, the tickets and so on, it's about control, Ken, period. Well, let's let's go back to what that young lady was sharing, you know, where, where we think that the large corporations are greedy, okay? So let's say large corporations are greedy because they, I don't know how it is, we've, we've defined it. But so then people that don't want to work but want your money, what are they? They're just as greedy. Well, well yeah, but they're not even doing anything. You yeah. see, at least the large corporations I know. At least they're producing are doing, something. That's right. No, no, you, you, exactly. Ken, great point. At least that, you know, I talked about corporate greed earlier this week where there was a liquor store up in Longmont that closed up and they they blamed, quote-unquote, corporate greed on the fact 
they had to close up. I rebutted that and said, no, it's because you weren't sharp enough as a business owner to compete with those larger companies, which you always can. So, you know, at the end of the day, no, it's not about corporate greed any way, shape or form. You're just not as good a business person as you should be. And you're not going to blame that on someone else. Now, does that mean that there's not competition from the big guys? Ken, there's always competition from the big guys. That's how this thing works. And frankly, competition, this is how it's supposed to work. Competition breeds excellent. The more competition there is, the better things get. When you lack competition, that's why government hates competition, by the way, Ken, is because they can win when there's no one to compete with. See, that, see you, you hit the point because that's where innovation comes in. I look at, you know, Walmart. You know, Walmart's like tumbling now. But, you know, when they took out Kmart, Kmart was so stupid that all they did was try to fight them head to head. Right. And they put those stupid little, did you ever see their blue light special? Yep. They put their little cart. Uh-huh. You couldn't even see what the original price ever was because they put 500 little stickers yep. out there. I mean, it was well, and, and, and really quick, Ken, going all the way back in, in Walmart's day, Sam Walmart, and, you know, you can like them or not, but in the reality, Sam was a smart operator. He knew yeah. exactly what his competition was doing. He, he was a pilot and used that to his advantage. He would fly over other towns to figure out what the traffic patterns in that town even were. I mean, he did not let the grass grow under him. You may not like Walmart, but they didn't get there because Sam was some sort of a, a, a lazy individual that sat on the couch all day long, Ken, and enjoyed the, you know, enjoyed the wares that he, he accomplished, you know, the, the money that he accomplished in building Walmart to what it was. Well, that guy worked all the way until the day he died. You cannot fault them for what he did along those lines at all. And, and can I add, have you ever seen the quote from his wife? No, I have not. It, what is it? In Sam, it says, it is not what you gather in life, but rather what you scatter. Oh, wow. What Good you quote. give out. She was a Christian. Good Something quote. Something went... But, this is what I tell people. If you if you don't take time to raise your kids and invest in them, then they end up like Walmart kids. Yeah. See, I think you are right about Sam Walton, and, and I think his wife was clearly a Christian, but now we look at the kids who fight amongst each other, and all they want is greed. Yeah, and what's funny well, about that know? is it's is as they're as the— Kids that are closer to Sam are less that way versus those that you get further down the line. So, Ken, you are 100% correct. Those that are right under Sam really look at life because I've seen some of the things that they have done as far as community and so on, and they're very much in, in line with what Sam does. The further away you get from that, the worse it gets. You're correct. And look at, like, listen from now on when your son is on the radio, how much he is like you, how much you've invested into his life, and how much he cares about other people. Mm, good point. And, 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 it, and it, shows, it shows, you know, when parents say, well, my kids are going to school and they're not teaching Christianity. No, your kids are going to school and you're not teaching them Christianity, mm. so they're not bringing it to school. Good point. You know, it's, good point. it's not the school's fault your kids aren't saved. You know, yeah. youth pastors say over and over again, it's not their fault your kids aren't saved. Good point, Ken. I, you know what? I'll leave it at that. I can't add anything to that. You are spot on. Thank you, by the way. That's great commentary from Ken and Bertha. You are welcome anytime, by the way, Ken. You're always a wealth of wisdom, and I learn something from you every time you call in, and I appreciate you uh, more than you could ever imagine, especially the words that you just gave me a moment ago. Thank you, by the way, for that. Andy said, by the way, what's greedier, wanting to keep more of your money or get more of other people's money? Good one, Andy. Thank you for that as well. Flesh Laws next. Civil or criminal, you name it. Kevin's there to represent you. 303-806-8886. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beg Law has a unique background that makes him a more effective advocate for you. He handles both criminal and civil cases. Most attorneys only do one or the other, but Kevin has almost 25 years of experience on both sides, which means he has more practice in the courtroom. Most personal injury attorneys will say they have experience in court, but since only about 10% of personal injury cases actually go to trial, those attorneys only appear in court once or twice a year. Because Kevin also takes criminal cases, he appears in court constantly. Kevin has a rare ability to present an argument that only comes from years of experience learning how to read a courtroom. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh continues to practice both civil and criminal defense because he believes the courtroom keeps him nimble. Trial tested, trial ready. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Schedule a free consultation now at 303 806 8886. 
All right, take the stress, as I said earlier, out of buying or selling a home. Call KNR today. Find them by going to klzradio.com. Catherine and Robin with KNR know how to make you the most money on the sale of your home. A recent client told them that he saw how hard they worked for someone else in his neighborhood, the open houses, their research digging deep on home valuations in that area, and the way that they presented the house to potential buyers. He knew that they just get it. Cat and Robin are creative, and they are hard-nosed when they need to protect you from another realtor or problem person. Having two sets of expertise and individual strengths helps maximize what your home can sell for. They watch the contractor making a fix on your home, and they check out the home inspection items that don't seem quite right. Catherine knows how to present the home well and maximize the relationships. Robin will slay the dragon, and anyone who stands in the way of selling your home should be very afraid. You need the real estate protectors, Catherine and Robin from K&R Home Transitions. Contact Catherine and Robin today at klzradio.com forward slash home or call them at 720-437-8210. All right, Level Engineering, Alan Davis, find out, especially for your business, if you're an owner-occupier of your building, find out if solar would work well for you as a business and it might shock you how well it actually does work. Find him at klzradio.com. Davis of Level Engineering wants you to have the whole story about saving money with solar. Everyone knows that solar power saves you money, but the most important savings are all those dollars you won't have to pay the power company. For most homes, that will mean paying thousands less for electricity annually. And the average tax credit for installing solar in your home is 56%. That's more money in your pocket. In addition to the money that you will save each month, solar can add $15,000 or more to the value of your home. And homes with solar panels sell faster than those without. Today's solar energy is a great financial decision on your part when you work with Alan Davis. Alan is the solar money-saving expert. So talk to him directly by going to klzradio.com solar for a free, no-obligation consultation. Genesis 1-3 Electric, you may have a problem with your electricity at your home, switches, you name it. I mean, honestly, there's so many things we rely on electricity for that any kind of a snafu and you have no idea what to do next, call Genesis 1-3 Electric and they'll help you out. Find them at klzradio.com. You just bought a gorgeous new electric vehicle, but you're not sure how you're going to charge it at home. There are handyman electricians offering to install it for cheap, but Genesis 1-3 Electric is licensed and certified, and they know the best practices to do it right without the risks. Genesis 1-3 will also come and inspect your home prior to your EV purchase to make sure that you have the infrastructure to handle it. They'll check your wiring, panel, and all parts of your electrical system to make sure you're ready to charge your vehicle the right way. Genesis has been around for over a decade, and they were some of the first electricians to dive into EV charging, getting tech certified to learn the details. KLZ listeners will enjoy $150 off of an EV charger installation when you call and mention KLZ at 883-236-6797 to get the best install available. Call Genesis at 883-236-6797. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Tonight on the National Crawford Roundtable, it's just Neil Boron and I, and you're going to hear us talk about Donald Trump and this quote-unquote leak that came out that the New York Times posted about. Now, I've had several of you that have already listened to the podcast not appreciate my comments, which, fine, you can have your opinions. I have mine. And as you all know, what you think of me doesn't change how I view things. Love all of you dearly. You can say whatever you want, but what you say isn't going to change my opinion on things. I preface today's podcast by saying that everybody out there, anytime I talk bad about Trump, has a holy cow. And you all do, and I don't know why. We've gotten into this Messiah complex where you can't even say anything bad about somebody 
because I'm now against them. I say bad things about all sorts of things that I don't agree with what, what certain people do, and it doesn't mean I'm against them. I mean, I love my wife dearly, but we don't always agree on everything. It's okay to disagree at times and still get along at the end of the day. Just because I don't appreciate this particular situation when it comes to what Trump said on abortion doesn't mean I'm against him. I'm still going to vote for the guy. I'll still support him. I'm still going to help him get elected, everything I possibly can. In fact, some of my criticisms about him is to help maybe get a message to him that he needs to change some of his messaging so we win. And if we can't have those conversations... What in the world is wrong, people? Those of you that are against me when I say anything about Donald Trump at all need to check yourself. Literally, you need to check yourself. If I can't make comments about anyone, including Donald Trump, and there's, it's some sort of heretical thing that I say when I, when I correct him on anything that I don't agree with, you need to check yourself. You're the problem. Not me, not Donald Trump. You are. And I mean that sincerely. So, in light of that, there was a leak. Supposedly that came out of the Trump organization. Trump himself supposedly is going to push for, once he gets elected, if he gets elected, a 16-week abortion ban. Now, is that true? Is that not? Folks, I don't know. Now, here's what I do know. Somebody said, well, how do you even know it's true? It was supposedly a leak. Well, here's what I know. Nothing from his camp publicly has denied that. That's what I do know. This was supposedly something that was leaked out of his camp last week. It's now Wednesday. Wouldn't you think by now that if that wasn't a legitimate thing that they talked about, they'd somehow denounce it? Uh, we didn't say that. That's not where we're going with things. That's not, a, that's not at all what Donald Trump said. But guess what's come out of the camp in regards to this? Crickets. Zero. Zilch. Supposedly Donald Trump wants the 16-week ban because it just it's even. It works. It's four months, according to what sources say. Now, again, I don't know what Donald Trump said. Honestly, I wish in this particular case they weren't even talking about it. And I said that today on the podcast. If you would have listened long enough, you would have heard me say that, by the way. This is a topic that doesn't need discussed at all. Stay away from it. And and whoever's advising him should have told him that, Mr. Trump, this is a subject that, by the way, right now, the American public, even though the Democrats want to raise it to the top, and that's what the one thing they were running on even through the last election cycle was, in this particular case, you know what, just leave it alone. It's kind of dying on its own. That's what someone should have told him. You don't need to make any statements on abortion at all. Just let it ride. It's a state's rights issue. Just leave it alone. Let it ride. And I think it's even wrong for the federal government to impose anything nationally on this because, again, we defeated, quote unquote, Roe v. Wade and put it back to the state. That's where it needs to belong. Just stay out of it. And for those of you, again, that are critical of me criticizing him, Somebody has to get a message to him that would make him have some sane things he says because this is not one of them. This does not help us win. The middle wants to stay away from that. And yes, we have to have the middle. For those of you that for some odd reason can't get that through your thick noggin that we somehow don't need the middle newsflash, we do. We cannot win without them. And as I keep saying and Andy keeps saying, Joe Biden will most likely not be their candidate. So Donald Trump needs to take every single opportunity he can to be on the winning end of things when it comes to the middle. And talking about a 16-week abortion ban does not help that. Now, did he say that or didn't he? Again, if he didn't, why has it not been corrected by his camp? Folks, I, I don't have anything else to say along those lines. If, if it's not real, and if he didn't say that, why has it not been corrected? Now, I should have said that in the podcast today. I didn't. You know, you get, to, you get to talking about all sorts of other things, and I really didn't think about that at that time. I should have added that into Neil and I's conversation, that if this weren't true, his camp should have said so. Now, I said it just now. So add that into what you're going to hear tonight. I'll still get hate mail when it's all said and done, because, again— All of the always Trumpers can't handle 
when I say anything against Donald Trump at all. And I'm not even saying anything against him. I'm just saying, Donald, stay away from this. Don't go there. Leave it alone. It's not even on the table right now, so just leave it alone. Stop discussing it. Don't even go there. But yet, for some odd reason, I I guess he feels the need to do so. Now, in better light, maybe is the best way for me to say that, I think Donald Trump has finally gotten down to a short list when it comes to, potentially, a VP. He's He did tell Laura Ingram that he's considering DeSantis, by the way, bad choice. Vivek, great choice. Christy Noem, decent choice, not my favorite. Brian Donalds, no, sorry. And Tulsi Gabbard, not a bad choice, probably would help him, would definitely help him in the middle, but I don't know that that helps him on on the right. Some would say that Tulsi's not even a conservative. I think she's more conservative than probably she even realizes. But she's not been anybody with an R next to her name at all. She has an I next to her name. Independent. So unless she would make that switch to be an R, which she'd have to in this particular case, I just don't know how well that one bodes for him. In my opinion, there's two people on that on that short list, if you would, that are noteworthy to have as VP. That would be Vivek or Christie. Now, once again, is it really what he's thinking or is he just throwing some names out there? Is it a distraction? I I don't know. With Donald Trump, you never know. Back to the whole abortion situation, is that something he threw out to try to get a distraction going? You know what? That one I doubt. I I highly doubt it. Because it's not helping. If If that, in fact, was a distraction, it's definitely not helping. Yeah, and thank you, Charlie. It was a leak probably to hurt him. Yeah, I would agree with that, Charlie. Absolutely. And frankly, it will. But once again, why are you talking about this? In fact, if, if, it's, even, if it's what you're thinking, have that conversation with Melania and no one else. Have it with Don Jr. and no one else. Have that with your daughter and no one else. I mean, if you're looking for advice, go to those individuals that you know things aren't going to be leaked from, but don't do that in any kind of a meeting where you've got other people around where it might be leaked. I mean, come on, people. These are the things that I struggle with with Donald Trump. His decision-making should be better than that. And those of you listening that think I'm wrong in saying it, you're wrong in thinking I shouldn't say it. We have to say these things. How is he going to learn otherwise? So, I'll leave it at that. You're going to hear me talk about it tonight. You may not like what you heard or what you hear. I I don't know what to tell you. I'm not against the man. Love him dearly. He did a lot of great things for our country. But I did say in the podcast, and I'll say this again, one of the things I struggle with with Donald Trump when it comes to the whole abortion thing is he'll get up on stage or in front of a microphone and talk about how he almost single-handedly defeated Roe v. Wade. No, he did not, and it bothers me when he says that. I'll be, I'll be frank with all of you. That's pride, and it's wrong, and he shouldn't say it that way. No, he didn't. He nominated some Supreme, Supreme Court justices that made it through the confirmation hearings that then got on the Supreme Court that then did what we're talking about with Roe v. Wade. But no, Donald Trump didn't do that. He, he can take some credit, but he can't take all the credit. But yet when he's on stage, his ego will make him take all the credit. That's wrong, by the way, folks. That's pride, and that needs to go away. And yes, I will call out people on that all day long. And he needs called out on that because, no, it's not just him that did it. And those of you that feel that way about him, you're wrong also. He himself did not do that. There was a team of people, actually, that did that from all sorts of attorneys, people that brought that case all the way up, all the people that put all the hard work into it. In fact, I'll go as far as saying this. When Donald Trump gets on stage and talks about how he single-handedly defeated Roe v. Wade, he is stepping on all those other individuals that put all their hard work into making that happen. And it's wrong for him to do that, by the way. That's pride, plain and simple. And it needs to go away. If he's going to win this election in 2024, he's got to get more humble, folks. Period. And yes, I'm going to say that all day long. Now, will I support him all the way till November? Absolutely, I will. Will I help get him elected? Absolutely. 
do I wish somehow, some, some way, he'd get through his noggin, some of the things that I'm saying? Yes, I wish that would happen. Will it? Doubtful. Going back to VP and how I wanted to wrap this all back around. All the more reason why he needs someone like a Vivek to go around and explain what I just said so that he can actually be messaged correctly to the middle because, frankly, he doesn't do that well. He has to have someone in that VP slot running around the country that will help him with that. Plain and simple. So you guys may or may not agree with me. Doesn't matter. It is what it is. I think you'll find as time goes by, though, I'm not wrong. And that's not a pride thing, me saying. It's just simple common sense, folks. You have to get to the middle better than what he's doing. It's just as plain as the nose on our face. Hi-Fi Plumbing. Speaking of something that's plain as the nose on our face is the ability to call them and have any of your plumbing problems resolved. And right now, if you book an appointment through the end of the month, through the 29th, $100 off your next visit. Hi-Fi Plumbing, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing is offering free home inspections just for KLZ listeners who had freezing during the last cold snap. Thousands of homes had frozen pipes to deal with on top of below zero temps last month. High Five inspects your home for the bad things that can happen after a freeze, and they provide solutions to prevent those problems so you're not left in the cold again. Burst pipes can cause flooding in your home, damage to flooring, drywall, belongings, and much more turning a minor repair into catastrophe. High Five Techs will inspect your water, sewer, and gas lines to spot any potential problems that may have been caused by the last big freeze. They give you an assessment of what went wrong and let you decide what gets fixed with no obligation to buy. So make sure the freeze didn't leave you vulnerable now by scheduling your free in-home inspection with High Five Plumbing. Go to klzradio.com slash plumbing and call High Five for this. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, two locations now to service you, one in Fort Collins, one in Boulder. Give them a call. Find them at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Do you need high-quality auto repair? Then look no further. Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars and $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. At Ridgeline, we pride ourselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why we never charge any dealer fees. Plus, all of our vehicles are inspected by our team of ASE certified technicians. You can trust that the car you're buying is in excellent condition. And remember, we can also service your vehicle after the sale. At Ridgeline, we offer competitive financing options for vehicle purchase or for vehicle repairs. Ridgeline now has two locations, one in Boulder, and now a second location in Fort Collins, located at 1101 North College Avenue. Both locations offer full-service auto repair and a host of off-road accessories. Check out all our services at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Ridgeline, the smart way to buy or service your car. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance does not work for any insurance company. They can shop the market and find you the best premium for the coverage that you need. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. Now, back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Appreciate y'all listening, by the way. All the text messages, comments, some are on my side, some are not on my side. Again, at the end of the day, that's what we do here, and I appreciate each and every one of you listening. Scott Garlish joining us now. Scott, how are the markets, and what's new there? Uh, The name we've been talking about recently, and we spoke about briefly last week, NVIDIA. Um, A lot of people have been waiting for their numbers because they are the – semiconductor designer of the basically the, the chips that power uh, AI. They put up huge numbers. Um, they basically blew out the numbers that were expected for the quarter, and they guided higher the stocks up like uh, 7 8% after hours. Wow. So that should, prob- that should probably drive the NASDAQ and the S&P 500 higher tomorrow. Okay. 
Um, but, you know, one of the things I, I look at and, and think about um, is sort of, you know, what's going on right now because this is an election year. Right. And uh, we, we've spoken about this before, but, <clears throat> excuse me, because it's an election, election year, typically stocks tend to go up. Um, the average gain is about 7%. And some numbers I've run uh, this year should be better because in past cycles, when we've seen the S and P rise more than twenty percent, like it did last year when it rose twenty six percent, if the following year is a, an election year, it tends to average a sixteen percent gain. Okay, but I, I think something need to something people need to understand is you know cycles aren't straight lines that go up; they, they go true. up and down. And, Very true. Yeah. And so, so right now, what we're experiencing is uh, seasonality. Um, February is one of the weakest months of the year. Okay. Uh, the back the back half of February, in particular, tends to average a one percent decline in the S and P five hundred. And that and, and really quick, runs, is that just because time of the year things are slow? You're waiting for results of different things and so on. Is that why? Totally. Okay. Uh, so what you what you have is. Um, October through January is the fourth quarter and then the first month of the year. So that's basically when a lot of fund managers, they're sort of resetting their positioning and everything for the year coming up, right? Okay. So they kind of, they, a lot of their years end in the, in the fourth quarter, they'll probably end like October, November. So they sort of, they, they book profits, they sell out of things, um, and they lock in their gains for, for let's say 2023. And then, after that, the fiscal year ends, what they do is they start positioning themselves for the year afterwards. That takes a couple of months. I mean, they're spending billions and trillions of dollars. Okay. And then what, so what we typically wind up with is by this time in February, middle of the month, so you've seen everybody report fourth quarter earnings, so a, a big catalyst is gone. Right. The market kind of hit, the market hits a dead zone. I see. Okay. Makes sense. And, and, and so, then they're waiting yeah, for that so, next cycle, in other words. Exactly. And I'm okay. sure the car industry, the car industry probably sees similar types of things too. Like I'm, I'm going to bet the winter months don't see as many car sales as typically not. No, yeah, no, you're exactly right. Some, you know, end of the year, people buy things, businesses buy things and so on. And now, you know, and, and there's some articles even out right now about inventories being high at dealer levels and so on. And yeah, they finally, and by the way, we were pretty spot on because we said things wouldn't pick up inventory wise until about 2024. You're finally now yeah. starting to see some inventory on lots, Scott. We were not far off at all. Our predictions back even during COVID with supply chain and so on, it took that long and, you know, will inventory start to diminish some as you get into the springtime? Certain models, yes. Certain models, no. But as you know, a lot of businesses will buy things at the end of a year tax-wise. And then there's this slump from probably now until end of March. Exactly. And, you know, I, I never realized this, but uh, if you're an LLC, like, that helps truck sales at the end of the year, That's too, correct. right? Uh, corporations, because LLCs, you- either one, absolutely. Yeah, the the... the Be- the accelerated depreciation helps at the end of the year, and I don't have to get into the details of that, but yes, that exact, that's exactly right. Some, somebody was explaining to me that's why Mercedes sells a bunch of G-Wagons in that's right. December of every year. You know, yeah. G-Wagons, so, you know, everything, you know, anything that's got a 6,000 or one-pound GVWR tends to sell very well towards the end of the year because of what you're saying, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, I guess, you know, as you hit the spring, my father-in-law uh, used to own a couple of body shops, and... What he, he said, if you uh, if you win on Sunday, you, you sell on Monday. Yeah, or win on like Sunday, that. sell on Monday. That's the old racing thing, you know, from Daytona 500 and all the different things that are out there. And that's something that, you know, honestly, Scott, has sort of lost some of its flavor because I don't think the manufacturers look at it in that way. I mean, at one time, your dad was yeah. dead on. It's not as much that way as it used to be because a lot of the manufacturers have pulled out and are just not there anymore, which I think, by the way, is really dumb on their part. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's got to be great advertising, right? Oh, it's huge. Uh, I mean, you, you know, you're you're in Daytona, and you're either Ford. In this case, it's either Ford, Chevy, or Toyota. I don't think anybody else is there. I mean, one of those three typically is going to have somewhat of a bump, especially in different parts of the country. You know, that that week or that month after, it's huge impressions, huge advertising, things that you know companies spend millions upon millions of dollars to do yeah. Super Bowls and so on. And yeah, and yet, yeah, if you're Dodge, you pull out. I, I, Scott, I just sometimes I just shake my head. I don't get it. But but back to the what you're talking about too. Like this is so the NASCAR racing is seasonality starting to kick off, and that's 
when you probably start to see car sales pick back That's up right. in the spring. And Daytona just happened this past weekend. That's right. Well, and what's ironic, Scott, just as, as you said, I didn't think about this till just now. Um, right now, Dodge is one of those brands that has the most cars on lots of anybody else out there. They haven't been in NASCAR the past two years. Is there a correlation? I don't know. I wouldn't surprise me in the least. Uh, you, you look at some of that, Scott, and it's sort of like, hmm, is there a correlation? I mean, again, I don't know. I'm not in the inner workings of that end of things. I don't talk to their marketing department and so on. Yeah. But you got to start wondering, wait a minute, we're going to pull out. If They've all said they're going to start pulling out of the big trade shows. They're going to start pulling out, you know, a lot of these manufacturers, Dodge included. We're going to pull out of a lot of the auto shows, this, that, and the other. Okay, so Scott, and again, this is a little off topic, but it's not. It's all right. What are they going to do to advertise if they're not doing those things? I, completely. And just and think about giving all those people that show. I mean, most NASCAR events, I would, I think they see people in excess of 100,000. Oh, yes. Per, absolutely. Per, yes. So, I mean, that's way bigger than a football game, absolutely. baseball game, any other sport. And just having people show up, not only are they seeing. And, they're more, and the other car, thing people don't realize, you see the race day on like a Sunday, for example, but what people don't realize yeah. is that's a multi day, sometimes even a couple of weeks in advance where there's people there watching all sorts of other things go on. I mean, those teams and those big, big races are there a week in advance. Yeah, and they, the people show up with their campers. That's right. Yeah, I mean, they look forward to that every year, just like the Indianapolis Five. That's right. Exactly. Um, I'm trying to. Yeah, and we see like not far up the road from me. Well, a little bit, uh, but over Delaware, they, with that's the Monster Mile, I think. Um, but that is another huge racetrack that people come from all over. That's right. But yeah, to your point, like there's that's an easy way to advertise. All these people are there. They see your car win, and it's supposed to be a basically a modified street car, right? It's right. Supposed, it's supposed to, to be. Engine. I mean, yeah, technically that's where the name stock car. You know, stock car racing came from years ago. They're far from that today. But yeah, that's the that's the that's the way it was supposed to be and was years ago. It is no longer. There's not a single piece on that that matches anything on the street. Yeah, but if people see your car win. They think that's wow, right. The emblem is all they see. That's all that matters. Yeah, and they can probably check out vehicles. There. Now, now, so, really quick, Scott, this, this does kind of tie into some of the other sure. things I think that happen on Wall Street with advertising and marketing. This is what a lot of these sure. manufacturers are starting to do on the automotive world is they're now starting to, instead of going to the big auto shows and Daytona and doing these different things, they're relying on the YouTuber, the TikToker, the blogger to supposedly you know push their product out and get the reviews done from them and so on and so forth. And Scott, I just have always wondered, granted, I'm in the traditional media end of things, not yeah. on that side. I just have to wonder, you know, how much credibility and sales really come out of, and I realize some of the social media can sell all sorts of things, you know, from Stanley Cups to whatever, but there's a big yeah. difference between selling a Stanley Cup and a, you know, and a Jeep Cherokee. Completely. And it's, I mean, my kids, I, I barely watch YouTube. If I do, I'm watching like a Caddyshack. Correct. Or a laugh. My, my kids love to watch, they like to watch replays of video games and find out how to get the a cheats. cheat code. Playing a, that, that's yeah. right. <laughs> so, and like if some guy, you know, the, the person is probably getting paid to pitch that cheap Cherokee is probably pitching it to a bunch of 11- and 9-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, and that's my fear, Scott. With what, and, and It's a fear that I've got right now with Stellantis because that's kind of the direction they're headed. They're pulling out of these other things I mentioned. They're going to go after yeah. those other means. And I just wonder, at the end of the day, is it going to pay off? And my point with all that, folks, is, and I, I'm not Scott. I don't know what the future looks like for Stellantis and what their stock looks like and so on. But, Scott, if they don't make an abrupt change in some of those things, I don't see that boding well for them. Well, so you also bring up an excellent point about you worry about the type of people that they're trying to pitch their stuff. Well, so it reminds me a lot, as you were saying this, I thought about the retail industry, and in, in particular apparel retail, like jeans yep. and tops. And, you know, and so it makes me think of, you know, that industry constantly has problems because one day something's really hot and the next day it's not because yep. somebody like Taylor Swift might have worn it. That's right. And, and it's, just, it's just a really audience that's right and so to to what you're talking about is like you know are those ceos and they think well man youtube's really hot we're being cutting edge or are they not realizing youtube's really hot with teenagers and young kids because of all the things we just spoke about and so they're yeah there's a lot of yeah they can go buy a 50 dollars stanley cup but can they buy a fifty thousand dollar car 
not a shot. And if they go to their dad and say, Dad, you need to buy this cheap Cherokee because the Beast, Mr. Beast, is advertising right. on his latest game. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, Dad's like, well, first of all, who's Mr. Beast? And I don't care. I'm going to buy what I want. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I mean, I look at some of this and I wonder, okay, how much, and this is really more of a question for you because I think this does have an effect on the market at some place, at some point. If other manufacturers take hold of what somebody like Stellantis is doing and say, wait, we're going to pull out of all the traditional ways we've done things in the past of advertising, no more Super Bowl, no more auto shows, you know, no more of these things we've always done in the past. We're strictly going to rely on that TikToker or that guy on YouTube to push our product. If other companies follow suit, is, is that is that a death nail for some of them is the question? Uh, wait, what do you mean a death nail? A death nail for those companies? Yeah. I, yeah, well, I think to, to sort of the conversation we're having, I think it it really depends on the industry and, okay. and sort of the the audience that you're, you're okay. reaching, right? I, so, I would I would so, see. Okay, that makes sense. I get that. Okay. One, one of the big things that, that uh, Facebook has had for a long time, but Apple and Google have started to take away from them, and, and the government's actually really going after is being able to, to get all your personal information and be able to target you with specific ads. So Facebook has really, you know, and Google to an extent, have, they've, they commanded really high advertising dollars because they can pick their specific audience. But now that they're starting to lose some of that capability, it really diminishes what they're able to do with, with their advertising budgets and their advertising tar- who they're targeting. They're not able, they start to have to blanket target more. So you lose some of your capabilities. So... I think it works more on back to what you were sort of alluding to is like, Hey, yeah, you can sell them a $30 Stanley cup or a Yeti or some t-shirts or jeans, but a $50,000 car, which is the average sticker price these days, that's going to be a harder market to appeal to just doing it via YouTube or TikTok. I would think. Yep. Yep. No, I, and and by the way, I think a lot of that does tie back in and in, I, I, Scott, I think you're 100% correct. It depends on the market, the product that you're selling. I mean, for example, uh, can Mercedes-Benz only rely on a TikToker to sell a Mercedes-Benz car? Absolutely not. They've got to have their traditional means of marketing because in a lot of cases, that 60-year-old that can afford one, which in a lot of cases is 60 years old, uh, isn't probably watching you know, TikTok, YouTube, or Facebook, or whatever. They need that traditional means. In fact, they need to go to the auto show and sit inside of one. That's what they're used to doing. That's what they want to keep doing, and they'll keep buying cars if they do that. Now, you start you start talking about some of the other, you know, a video game, for example. Well, yes, of course, yeah. Scott, they can go on TikTok, sell that video game or that Stanley Cup or whatever it is all day long. But I think companies, you know, this is where I think companies might falter. They hire a marketing department. They bring in all of these, you know, Gen Xers, Gen Zers, whatever they are, and they start push, pushing a particular mean uh, of doing their advertising, which might be completely different than what they're traditionally used to doing. But because this is the up-and-coming crowd, this is the in-crowd, we're not going to listen to them on how we market. If they're not careful and they allow those people to put them in, the, in a direction that's not right for them, yeah, I do believe it could definitely affect their sales. So I think for me, if I was looking at any kind of a company in the analysis of what's their marketing going to be looking like, what's their shift going to be, and is this going to benefit them in the end or is it going to hurt them? Yeah, it, it, defi- it, it feels like it's, it's people sort of – and can you see this on Wall Street, actually – Having worked in the brokerage industry for a long time, what you see is like a Goldman Sachs figures out this hot new product that's making them a lot of margin and people really want it. And so so all of a sudden, everybody else is trying to do the same thing. And so as they go after it, it just becomes diluted and nobody's interested in it anymore. And what seemed like a great idea winds up being a complete dud. Yep. But if if you were the first guy there, it worked great. So I, I could very much see that. And you could see... So maybe Dodge thinks, wow, this is a great, they're still in this, I'm sorry, thinks it's a great thing, we're, we're chasing this, but in a couple of years they might find out, wow, this is, this is really a huge mistake. Well, and I think if they are looking at their own inventories right now and realizing they have the largest inventory of any of the car companies out there, you'd think right now they'd start paying attention and realizing that you know, maybe the shift we've made over the past couple of years isn't working out so well, and maybe we need to change some things up. Again, I'm not them. I have no input into what they're doing. I would be reevaluating. In fact, somebody's got to reevaluate or they're, they're going to go broke because you can't just sit on cars. 
I, I personally hate ads that I see on any social media thing I'm on. I can't wait to click them off as I, soon as they pop uh, up. You and I are the same. And my, my kids are like that too. They they just they yeah they just get fed up with it. So I, I don't I don't I personally don't think it's the greatest place in the world. Now the guys who are, are billing you for those ads are going to tell you it's incredible. Oh yeah, they are, they're going to come at you the opposite way and say, oh yeah, every one of these things works. You're getting this many impressions. Blah 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 blah. Well, if the impression is me clicking off of it or you clicking off of it, Scott, it's not an impression. It's an annoyance. I, I would agree. Anyways, I, I would agree. all right, market-wise, this is, these are the things, a lot of what you and I just got done talking about, you guys do on a regular basis at market-wise. How do people follow you? How do they get tuned in and help themselves on a sure. daily basis? Um, come check out marketwise.com. You, we have a, a bunch of free stuff and paid stuff that can help people looking to run their own portfolios, self-invest. Um, you can also follow me on LinkedIn and Twitter, C. Scott Garlis. You can sign up for a free letter there every day. But just to really quickly finish our conversation on the market that we were yes, talking yes, about. Yes, yes, yes. Right now, we're, we're probably going to run to a soft patch okay. in the S&P 500 on a seasonality basis. It typically ends by the middle of March. So for somebody looking to put money to work, you know, you can, you can give it a couple more weeks and then think about buying something like the uh, S&P 500 ETF. It is uh, SPY is a ticker symbol. Okay. Scott, as always, I appreciate you. Been a joy having you. Thanks. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks so much for your time, John. And tell, uh, tell is it your mother-in-law or your grandmother that's having a birthday? Oh, it's my, it's my mom. It's your mom. It's your mom. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, 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 should have, I should have looked at my notes. Tell your mom happy birthday. Thank you very much. You're very welcome, Scott. Take care, man. Have a great night. Appreciate him. He's been a great friend of ours in the show, and he's been on now many, many years, and I appreciate Scott and all of his insight. Affordable interest mortgage. Speaking of interest rates, where things are headed, the market, and so on, find out what he can do for you when it comes to a mortgage. Kurt Rogers, 720-895-0500. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take aim. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take aim, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Home of the original Asset Manager Loan, where you pay less interest and own your home faster, pay off your debt and save six to nine hundred a month, have access to your equity for thirty years. Call seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred now. We listen and promise to do our best for you. Take aim, affordable interest mortgage. Seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred. Over twenty years of low rates, outstanding service, and number one at putting you first. Let us show you how our experience saves you money. 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. All right, up next, Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith. Speaking of everything we just talked about with Scott, if you want somebody directly that you can talk to right here locally to direct you on what to do when it comes to this investment end of things, give him a call today. Al Smith, Golden Eagle Financial. Find him at klzradio.com. You need Al Smith's strategy to help you maximize your retirement savings. Your grandparents' retirement was simpler than yours, and years ago, companies managed pensions for employees, and there wasn't much for the retiree to decide. Things have changed, and now it's much more important for you to use a carefully thought-out market strategy. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial helps you make the right calls at the right time to maximize your retirement in this new reality. Al helps you by minimizing tax liability, protecting against inflation, and using specialized tools to stay prepared. He doesn't just use an investing program and set it and forget it. He learns all about you, your goals, and your needs, and Al develops a customized strategy. Don't be passive about your retirement. Contact Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial at klzradio.com money to start strategizing today. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM, and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning. If you've got a problem with your furnace, you need somebody to come out and check it out. Cub Creek can do that for you. Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning. Find them at klzradio.com. Cub Creek Heating and AC membership is the key to being ready for the next wave of freezing temps. 
You're busy 24-7, and it's tough to keep up with regular maintenance on your furnace. Cub Creek membership will take that off your plate so you don't have to worry about changing filters or inspecting electronics. Being a member also means that if something does go wrong, you've got priority service with them, which is hugely important during cold snaps when calls and wait times increase. Cub Creek keeps track of warranties, recalls, and manufacturer best practices so you don't have to, adding years of life to your system and preventing costly accidents. If you do need service, you'll also enjoy discounts and other perks that will pay for themselves if you experience problems. Annual memberships start as low as $20 per month billed annually. So become a member today at klzradio.com HVAC and call Ream Pro Partners Cub Creek Heating and AC today. All right, veteran windows and doors, 45% off entry doors with free labor on the install and a great deal on windows as well. 303-529-0720 and let Dave know you heard him here on Rush to Reason. Owner Dave Bancroft of Veteran Windows and Doors knows you don't buy a car without knowing what motor is inside. So why would you buy windows and doors without knowing their efficiency rating for your area of Colorado? Dave left the corporate world of windows and doors because he knows their salespeople purposely omit crucial information. The giant window and door companies look at you as a number, not a person. Veteran will select the products that will help you, the customer, and be right for your home. They want to educate you before you make the purchase, since these products are meant to protect you and your home from heat and cold. Veteran wants you to know exactly what you are getting and the benefits of the right windows for your home. Don't get pressured into buying windows from some huge company that is simply transactional. Contact Veteran Windows and Doors by going to klzradio.com window. That's klzradio.com window. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560, February the 21st. You look outside, and there's still a little tint of the sun right above the horizon, meaning that the days are getting longer every day. Daylight saving time comes back into play here, I believe, March 10th, or the weekend of. I should say it that way, so we don't have much longer till we gain that extra hour in the evening, which I know I, and hopefully a lot of you, look forward to as well. That's it for today, guys. Don't forget, National Crawford Roundtable is next. Myself, Charlie Grimes, signing off. You guys have a great evening. And please, if you want to listen to anything that we said today, especially the first hour, since it doesn't replay now, go to RushToReason.com, look in the show notes section, and you can send that on to anyone else out there as well. Have a great night. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.